Today, we speak to Carly Lake, a global expert in tech marketing recruitment. Carly has built her career entirely from working from home, which I had loads of questions about. Some of this content may seem dated, but with the possibility of a second lockdown looming and increasing popularity of remote working, the working from home advice remains as relevant as ever. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you in seven and a half seconds. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Customer Experience Conversations. Today, I'm joined by Adam. Hello. And Carly Lake. Hi, Louis. How are you doing, Carly? Very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Just getting used to the... Oh, my microphone dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting used to the microphone dropped. Do you know what, though? I probably would have left it in. Yeah, I yeah. it's banging. Makes it more human. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm just about settling into the new routine of working from home. That's actually one of the first questions I wanted to ask you. I will get to that in a minute, but first I want to just explain to our guests who you are. Uh, Carly is a global leader in marketing recruitment within technology, and she has worked the majority of her career, if not all of it, from home. So that leads me on to my first question. Carly, how have you maintained such high levels of productivity while at home with multiple responsibilities? Louis, I think that's a really key question at the moment because given the kind of current lockdown situation, for me it isn't that strange. I've been working from home, as you said, for for a really long time. But for my friends and family and colleagues, I can see them struggling to kind of adapt to this way of life and keeping productivity as high as possible. Um, so the kind of key things for myself and, and this wasn't something I, I found out overnight. It's a lot of trial and error. Um, I've moved different houses in, in different over the years. So, so obviously that has um, kind of changed up my routine for me. But the kind of key must-dos, I guess you could call it, for successful remote working would be firstly where you're working from. Um, not everyone has the luxury to have a home office. Um, but what you can do is make sure that you have a section that you can kind of put away and and start out fresh every day it doesn't have to be out all the time but an area where you are set up you've got everything you need no excuses not to kind of be as productive as possible secondly it would be to get up get ready do your makeup do your hair brush your teeth have your breakfast get dressed let's be honest sometimes I might be wearing kind of athleisure I guess you could call it but the majority of the time I'll be in, in normal work clothes that I would wear if I was in an office um the reason for that is it just it kind of puts you in the right mindset. I have been known to not do my makeup or have my hair in a top knot. And I just realized myself that that day is nowhere near as productive as it could be just because I'm not in the right mindset for it. It's a weird thing that, isn't it? Psychologically, if you're, if you're in your smart clothes and you're yeah. in more of a professional state of mind. I found that too. I, I mean, Louis, the, 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 the mind is the most powerful organ in your body. And if you're not sending it the right signals, um, it's not going to work to its full capacity. So um, it does really make sense that that it, you won't work as hard if you, if you don't feel like you're at work. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, my kind of third top tip would be to break up the day. I've been known myself as some of my other remote working colleagues. We can potentially not leave the house for a couple of days or we could sit down at our laptops in the morning and by the end of the day, we haven't moved, we haven't eaten anything, we haven't broken the day up at all um, and whilst 
you still obviously get a lot of work done. It's not to the level that it could be. So what one thing I've noticed during lockdown um, is this half an hour to an hour exercise rule really makes you go out and do something. I mean, let's be honest, not everybody exercises every day, but when we're told we can't go out other than one time a day, everyone's out for that half an hour. So go for a walk, watch your favorite TV program, although only your hour of it, because let's be honest, you can't be watching Netflix and work at the same time productively. But but yeah, those would be my kind of top three tips for successful working. I could go on for hours, but we don't really have that much time. Yeah, no, that's great advice. I especially think it's important to keep active at the moment. It's very easy just to spend the whole day sitting down. And like a guest we previously had on the show in our last episode said, sitting down all day is the new smoking. Mm. Uh, it's, it's really bad for you. It, it's just so good to get up and move about. Mm. Both physically and mentally at the end of the day. I mean, let's be honest, endorphins are real. Um, and if you just sit there all day, um, whether you're gaming or working is irrelevant. You, you aren't going to feel very motivated or productive to do anything, are you? Definitely agree. Adam is, I, I sit next to Adam in the office and he's always up and about. You're a lucky man. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but you're always up and about fidgeting and moving around. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to um, actually just touch on something that Carly just said there about breaking the day up. Uh, what happens so often, and I've been an employer, um, is you, when you have people that are office based, you get this kind of control freak thing about you where if they're in the office, if you can see them, they're working. That isn't the case. You know, it's never the case. I mean, I've worked in sales and account management and a direct to my own business. And it's not about that. You know, if you if you feel you need to have that element of control over your employees, you ultimately haven't got the right employees or you certainly haven't got the right management style. And when you're at home, just like Carly said, it can be very tempting to get behind your, your laptop, boot up Outlook and just sit there like a drone all day. Because actually, if you go and have a walk around or whatever you do, you kind of feel a little bit guilty. But then if you actually train your brain, you think about office behavior. There is no way on this earth that an employer, a company works solidly in an office environment for eight hours. It just doesn't happen. You know, you, you, you have a bit of morning banter. If it's a Monday, you'll probably spend the first 15 minutes chatting to your colleagues, find out what they did over the weekend. Then you have a cup of tea. Then you might go to the toilet. Then you sit down. Then you'll have a boardroom meeting. And then you might have a meeting about a meeting. And if you actually sat down and worked out how many solid hours you do in a day behind a computer, it's nowhere near eight. So to suddenly be put in a home environment and think that you're going to do solid eight hours behind a computer screen, and that's not going to have a negative effect on your mind, is completely crazy. So it's really important to break the day up. The way that I do it, and I'm sure Carly probably does similar things, is I set myself like little time goals. And I give myself lists of things that I must achieve in those times, but they're, they're manageable lists. So I'll be like, right, once I've done this task, which could be writing a proposal, sending an email, whatever it is, I'll then stop. Um, I'm interested to see what Carly thinks actually on that. Oh, well, Adam, actually what I want to touch on firstly is your, your first point about when you've managed people um, and how common it is to when you sit at home and be remote working to they sit there like a drone and always respond to everything super quickly or answer the phone straight away because heaven forbid someone might not think you're working. And one thing that, that my manager actually says to me um, quite regularly, and, and she said it before, is if you can't trust someone to work remotely, you can't trust them to work in your business. Just because someone isn't there doesn't mean 
that they're not working capacity and that is not a reason to to not trust them but I think again that's about your mindset both both as the kind of employee and the employer is getting your mind around the fact that even if they were sat in the office if you ask them to do something or, or if you spoke to them they're not immediately always going to be ready to talk to you they'll be on the phone or they'll be in the middle of a an assignment or something and that doesn't change just because you're not at home and and the other point with the micro tasks everybody is different everyone works differently like you said Louis Adam's very noisy he's always walking around and, and that's what he's like you might be quite <laughs> different um that's the same that's the same in remote working what works for one doesn't work for the other but but whether you work in blocks of time whether you work in blocks of 15 minutes whatever you would do in an office can be done at home and it's just taking that time to adjust to to, to working in that environment I honestly think, and, and I've been doing this for, for over five years now, and I work for companies, some that are um, fully remote, some that have great flexibility, some that, as Adam said, if, if you're not there, you're not working. Um, everyone is very different, but I really feel that what we're going through now is going to change the world with regards to working. Once companies understand that they can trust their employees to work from home, oh, look, we were locked down, everyone was at home, and we still made money, or from a from a employee point of view we've I've had a barbecue tonight before I've jumped on this call because I'm at home and I don't have a commute and I can do that and I think that employees are going to just want so much more flexibility from their employers now that they've had it they've had that luxury of of spending time with their family can agree more with that yeah I definitely agree too it's almost like we've been thrown five years five ten years into the future in a few weeks Mm everybody having to adapt to this new style of work. And I do somewhat agree. I've, I've been reading some articles who have, have, have claimed this is going to be the death of the office, which I somewhat disagree with because to me, the office environment will always stay around. But like I said, it, we might see a change of maybe people who previously took one day a week working from home. They may start taking two days a week. Yeah. I mean, Louis, the, the key that I've just picked up from, from the kind of research that you've done um, is this mentality of the death of the office. Why is it a negative thing that people want to work from home, that they want to be around their children, that they want to spend more time with their families and, and have more of a work-life balance? It doesn't have to be 100% of the time. There are very few people that actually want and like working from home 100% of the time. Very true. I have my reasons, but, but everyone's different. But why should this be a negative thing, the death of the office? Yes, people are still going to have offices. We, we've we're not everyone's not going to work from home forever but why if, if there are less people in office or we downsize on office premises why are we looking at that in a negative way let's look at the positives of, of what this might bring however difficult it is yeah i definitely agree there i love that mentality and that statement probably came from me having a bias because i personally prefer working in the office and it's not because it's like because you miss me louis Oh, I, I mean, definitely, Adam, of course. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's actually a, it's, it's difficult to explain. I, even when I was at school, I was never the kind of person to do homework at home. I always did it in a library or while I was still at school. And for some reason, the moment I enter home, I'm in home mode. I find it very difficult to switch mm. into a mindset to, to be productive. And Louis, that takes me back to point number, point number one. Um, a designated working area. At the moment, I, I don't know your your home situation. Maybe you live with friends. Maybe you're with family. Your your space might be limited. 
what's really important is to carve out an area or a space where where you sit and work feels like you're at work it's not going to look the same it's it's not going to be the same as working working from from an office but for example mine is a home office i have two screens i have a nice little lamp i've got a printer an office chair um i appreciate that what we're going through right now was thrown at us not everyone has that luxury but i think if you if you change your mindset slightly, put yourself in a situation where you, you find a space that is for work, whether you tidy it up at the end of the day or, or not, it depends on, on what space you've got. But I think that would really help you. Um, and ideally near near a window, let's be honest, no one wants to not be able to see outside. One of the other points I was going to touch on, Louis, as well, um, was regarding, um, well, I think Carly actually mentioned it earlier, regarding homeworking and being isolated because it's very tempting to just go about your day. You know, as Carly said, get up, clean your teeth, get dressed, have your breakfast. You don't have your commute. Your commute might be going from upstairs to downstairs to your home desk and then working. But depending on your role within your organization, it's very, very important to stay in contact with other people, whether that be customers, clients, or certain other members of your team. And we're really lucky at the moment. I suppose this is where, you know, Carly works in technology recruitment and she's absolutely a specialist and fantastic at doing that. And we're very beneficial because we benefit, benefit from the fact that we work in technology. But it's important for any home worker to make sure that they are using technology to interact with other members of staff and with customers. You know, I, I personally couldn't think of anything worse than sitting in silence for eight hours. I couldn't do it. You know, I can't do that in the office. I like to be doing things constantly. Um, and I think we're very, very lucky as a generation that we've got the Internet. We've got Zoom. We've got two-way video conferencing. We've got Teams, all these facilities. And I would say to anyone that's working from home for the first time, don't just sit there with your laptop on your on your lap and watching Netflix. Get in work mode and do have conversations with your colleagues, because ultimately it's going to be really strange, actually, how we do miss the office. You know, people are saying that they, they're not getting on with working from home. And part of that is because they probably miss people that they, they see every day for eight hours, eight hours a day. You see some of your colleagues more than you see your family. So Very it's true. important to stay in contact with them. And I would definitely encourage people to use video conferencing as much as they can and you know, technology like we're doing now. Yeah. Do you know what, Adam? I, as, as we know, I've worked from home for, for quite a long period of time. And, and I guess you could call me a professional home worker. But even I sometimes ring one of my colleagues on, uh, we use Microsoft Teams. Um, but I will video call her. I've got two screens. She'll be up on one. And we're both kind of working away, chit-chatting, as, as you would in a normal office. Um, I'm one of those really annoying people that kind of commentates my whole life. Um, so we'll just be kind of chatting and, and I'll say, oh, right, this is what I'm doing, whatever. Um, and she's on a screen next to me. Um, might seem a bit weird, but it just means that outside of the normal conference calls, which can be a bit laborious sometimes, <laughs> it's nice to just have someone there. Absolutely. Yeah. Since the coronavirus period has started, I've actually started using video a lot more in my calls. I'm usually the kind of person to just stick with audio. But it's nice to actually see your colleague or your customer's face while you're speaking to them. I've realized that. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see how some companies are really struggling to connect on that emotional level with their customers now. Because they can't do it face to face. Yeah, exactly. That actually leads me on to the second thing I wanted to talk to you about. How have you, throughout your career, how, how have you leveraged different video platforms? And uh, what is it about these platforms that's important to you as a user? So I use video 
quite heavily and 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 I always have Louis this isn't because of corona bear in mind that I work from home anyway and I cover the whole of the UK and globally so I've worked in recruiting the likes of Tel Aviv Singapore Australia um the US and to do so I can't always be there in physical Carly format um so for me using video I've, I've done it since since the beginning really and and that's for for multi multi purposes it might be that I will do video interviews um it might be that I record video to create interesting content let's be honest most people nowadays want to consume information via video or audio as opposed to reading we're not we're not really cut out to to kind of sit and read anymore like like we would have done um but but also more recently to to business development and the reason that I do that is because one, I'm dyslexic. So to sit there and record something on video, I would prefer to do that than, than to sit and write something. Um, two, because it, let's be honest, the amount of people, whoever you're targeting, whether it's recruitment, whether it's technology, whether it's um, B2C technology, let's be honest, we're getting a lot into our inboxes, whether it's our mum sending us a message checking that we're self-isolating and we're inside, whether it's our boss sending us an email because they they want to check in on whatever we're doing. We're getting a text from this friend, that friend. We're getting a lot of stuff coming at us because we're, we're more than ever fully contactable pretty much 24-7. Um, and a video makes it different. Firstly, Louis, have you ever received a, a video message from a friend? Yeah, of course. How quickly would you open that as opposed to open and read a long text message? There's definitely more of an element of curiosity when you get either. Yeah, because if yeah, someone makes you... you a video, you're like, oh, hold on a minute. What? What? Someone made me a video. If you're like me, I'm scrambling for my earphones to hear it because I don't want to, don't want anyone to hear what I'm listening to. Whereas if someone sends me a written message, I'll be like, oh, I'll read that later. And, and I forget. Um, and it just makes it different. It makes it personal. I use lots of different software, so I'd use um, Odro, which is a specific uh, recruitment platform for video, both video interviewing and um, uh, video business development. But there's there's free options like Vidyard. There's loads yeah. out there, loads of different platforms. And, and I think for me, one of the most important things is that it doesn't look shady. And by that, when I'm using Odro or Vidyard, it creates a thumbnail that the person will click to open as opposed to just a link I think just a link nowadays to people like you and myself looks a little bit shady and we probably won't won't open it but look there's there's lots of different video technology out there but I do think that the place in today's world is vital I do most of my business development using video obviously I will then follow up with emails or picking up the phone and conversation let's be honest you'll hear from this that I don't mind talking but it just opens that door and, and really gets your personality across because there's so many people that we can buy from now, whether it's video technology, whether it's recruitment, whether it's um, financial services. We've got so many options. Um, and at the end of the day, people still buy from people, however corny that is. And that's the best way of getting you and your personality across. And what is it about a solid video platform that creates a great user experience? Um, I think the way it looks, is important because in today's world everything is about how everything looks isn't it it is unfortunately <laughs> um, you just have to go on instagram to <laughs> to see that however sad it is 
but it we are led by what something looks like so i think a really streamlined clean looking software is important for the likes of me it doesn't really matter what's going on in the back end um i haven't got a clue about html or coding or anything like that so for me i'm not overly fussed about what's going on in the background it just needs to look nice and um, clear videos picture qualities need to be good the audio and just easy to use louis again much like what instagram's like our generation and then kind of the generation coming like things quick and easy i mean tiktok for example you can create a video yeah what as long as you know how to do the move you can uh, do it very quickly almost instantly and they're not easy trust me well, the moves <laughs> no i've given it a go but i don't think it's really me <laughs> Some of these dances look amazing and they look so simple, but no. Louis, maybe after lockdown, shall we do one to follow up with the podcast? Let's do it. Sounds like a good idea. I'll come in the office and we'll do one. An easy one. There's not many easy ones. Well, I'll find you one. I can teach you. I'm a good teacher. All right. All right. Okay. So that's probably all we've got time for. I'm going to wrap this up with one more question, Carly. Go on, Louis. If you had to give one sentence of advice to everybody who is struggling to settle into the working from home routine what would you say to them one bit of advice structure structure yeah that's right from what time you get up how long you spend doing something giving yourself breaks throughout the day getting up walking around having having that structure to your day um is vital and it's routine isn't it much like i mean as you know i've got two children and my kids luckily enough I guess um are very well behaved and slept through and and people ask me how I did that and it's routine and just because you're a baby or a 30 year old really makes no difference the more routine that you have the more successful you will be in whatever you want to to kind of carve out for yourself amazing that's great advice thank you very much for joining us today Carly my pleasure thank you Carly fantastic speak to you soon Louis and I will hold that TikTok dance after lockdown I can't wait to see that, guys. I was hoping you'd forget about that. I won't. I've written it down. <laughs>